Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. You're on vacation, my friend. Well, well, kind of a vacation. I took two days off in the middle of the week because last night I went to see the Eagles, and I knew it was going to be a late late night, so I took the next day off. But yes, I'm on vacation, and the Eagles still have it. I mean, it was an unbelievable show. Uh, they're lucky, eh? Like, what a, what a life. I mean, yeah. You can do what you love. Maybe they don't love it so much now. Who knows? But they're still they, having a blast. They're having fun. You can tell. That Party. are the consummate performers. <laughs> I'm sure great, they're up until 2 a.m. every night still. No. They, they, well, they played till midnight. They played four hours with like a 15, 20-minute break in the middle there. But the, wow. first three, the first three hours were all classic Eagles. The last hour was pretty much the Joe Walsh show. It was amazing. <laughs> the guy's a phenomenal, phenomenal guitar player. He's unbelievable. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know the names. I knew Don Henley, of course, but that's the only name I knew. So you got Don Henley. Joe Walsh is like the guitar player they brought in right before Hotel California that just blows blows everybody away. He's unbelievable. Oh, God, that would have been. I would have loved that. That would have been an amazing, amazing show. Uh, I highly recommend. They, I, I think they have like four or five shows left, and they're the tour. It's the history of the Eagles tour, and they're done. Fair they've enough. For, you know, they've been doing it for two years. On top of how many years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They started in like 71, so. <laughs> That's all right. I think they've, they've got their nest eggs, you know, well you situated. Yeah. You think? <laughs> if only we could see that future ahead. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Lots to talk about. We actually just sort of threw this together fast, but it's kind of cool. We got lots going on. What I really thought was interesting was, um, and this is top brother timely for me because yesterday i got sucked into all these new domain names coming out of the oh this is kind of cool you know i could get like um did you buy web- some no i didn't i decided not to because you know i've got really good ones as is that i still can't sell so screw it um <laughs> but you know like i noticed that you get web marketing dot company kind of cheesy nice. but kind of fun right you know, like, you know what i don't need them <laughs> you, you know you know i bought one for us right i, I currently own seo101.rocks Oh, that's right. That right. Yes. Okay. Well, that's very, very um, awesome. Is it not pointing anywhere though? Is it? No, it's not pointing anywhere. But we own it. <laughs> oh, that's good. As long as it's not going into the vapor, right? Right. <laughs> you just don't want anybody else to have it, right? We're yeah, protecting yeah. our brand. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, Which is so, exactly why. Okay. So we're talking about those other domains. This is a pet peeve of mine. Um, there's also a dot sucks, right? You remember yeah. that? So yeah. you could get so somebody could go out there and buy SEO one one dot sucks. Please don't because it's not true. But uh, so I think personally that that is just a, a, a waste of money because anybody could go out and register a domain that's derogatory. Those dot, the only reason they even created that was so companies would have to go out and buy like McDonald's dot sucks. So nobody else would buy it and put bad stuff out there. That's how they're making their money. It's it's just a, it's a scam if you ask me. And my, as far as I'm concerned, if someone buys it. To protect their their brand, they've got more issues than they they know to deal with, or they just don't know how this stuff works. Yeah, well, they they obviously are very scared of something that yeah 
<laughs> or some not cold likely co- to happen. Or somebody set up a business and they have a call center and they're just cold calling companies all over the country and saying, hey, you need to buy this because if you don't, someone else is going to, and scaring them into buying it. Hey, I, I bit absolutely agree. And I bet it's happening more and more. I mean, how often do I get a lot of phone calls, <laughs> mostly from really, 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 really badly researched SEOs or quote unquote <laughs> SEOs asking whether or not they can promote my website. And uh, I just, oh, scathing. I'm like, do your fucking research. That's the. Oh, I used to love it when I was in, <laughs> when I was an in-house SEO. I can't remember the name of that company. They got in a bunch of trouble. They had this call center set up, and they were they were doing something weird with JavaScript that ended up being cloaking. It got like thousands of clients banned all on the same day. I can't remember who that was. That was years and years ago. Um, but we used to get calls like that when I was an in-house, and someone would call up and try to pitch me SEO, and you could tell it was a call center. And this this guy was the the, the front line, and he'd ask you some basic questions, and and I'd always play along, right, until they passed me to the closer, right, because they always said, well, "Let me get my manager on the phone to talk to you about what we can do." And they'd like pass me to the closer, and I'd play along for a little bit, and then I'd start asking them hard questions, and it was always so much fun to see their 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 tone change when they realized they knew somebody talking to someone knew what they're talking about, and most of the time. <laughs> And most of the time, within like two or three questions, they just hang up on me. It was great. <laughs> and then do some research, I hope. Yeah, but, you know. no, they don't. They're just call center. They're volume. That's all they do is volume. Brother. This is uh, – anyway, let's get back to this top-level domains because I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be jumping on these. And, and how does Google handle them? I just assume they're pretty much – they all mean the same now. I mean there's no – Wait, if there was one, and there was years, years ago. So let's see here. Um, I'll, I'll just read this for part of, some of this verbatim. This is from a news post on the Google Webmaster Central blog. I'm surprised they haven't called that the Google Search Console blog or some BS. Anyway, um, uh. how, <laughs> how will new uh, GTLDs, global, I guess is what that's supposed to mean, um, top-level domains, GTLD? Hmm. I anyway. guess. Affect search. Is Google changing the search algorithm to favor those tele- these t- TLDs? No. How important are they really in search? Their answer. Overall, our systems treat new GTLDs just like other GTLDs like .com and .org. Keywords in a TLD do not give any advantage or disadvantage in search. So notice the, in the answer you just said there, they didn't say keywords in a GTLD. Do not give any advantage or disadvantage. They said TLD there, so that's ultimate. I think there's a difference. These new ones must be GTLDs, and the standard ones like .com, .net, .org are just regular TLDs. But uh, they didn't differentiate. Oh, here it is. It's got a link to what that means. Oh, generic top-level domain. There you go. Hmm. Whatever. They try and make things complicated, don't they? Um, Acron- <laughs> it's part of the business. Acronyms, you got to deal with them. Yeah. Oh, they don't have anything else better to do. Um, Wow. Okay, another one are international domain names, um, such as, and they, they give an example here that is in, I don't even know, some script that I, it's some other language. Can Googlebot crawl and index them so that they can be used in search? Answer is yes. These TLDs can be used the same as other TLDs. Um, Google treats the, oh boy, this is getting technical, P- puny code version. <laughs> Instead of the big code (laughs) of a host name as being equivalent to the unencoded version. Oh, nerds. Well, Um, this is is interesting to me because we just talked last week or the last episode about um, 
the language of your URLs. And if you have multiple languages on your site, your URL structure needs to be the same language as the content on the page. This might play into that as well if you have a domain in a different language, you know, if you're targeting that specific language. Mm. Interesting. They said even the region-specific TLDs like .London or .Bayern, um, don't know where that is, but um, will be treated as generic top-level domains. I, I find that interesting. And, but you know, if you, if you don't have to be in the location to buy it, then I guess that's how they have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. If you had to be in London to get the .London, that would make sense. Then they could treat it as a, a, a regional you know, specifier. Right. If not, then fine. Interesting. <laughs> uh, will Google support my SEO efforts? <laughs> First of all, that's just funny. To to move my domain from .com to a new TLD, and how do I move my website without losing any search ranking or history? And they give they they note by saying that they've got extensive site move documentation, and they treat them as any other site move, and it's generally better to choose a domain that will fit your long term needs. Yeah, so I think, in other words, they don't I, I, answer the question. I think the Cliff Notes version of this whole post is 90 to 95% of the time we treat them exactly the same way we treat every other domain. Yep. They yeah. don't mean anything. Yeah. And, and think about that because there's been for a long time there was a lot of mis- misconception about .edu's and .gov domains, right? That they were special and they got, they got better rankings because of the domain itself. And that's not true. It's not the domain itself that gave them the strength. It was the type of sites they were, the type of content they had, the type of um, backlink profiles they would usually generate because they were .gov's or .edu's as opposed to somebody's blog, right? That's what yeah. made them powerful, not the actual TLD. Yeah, generally, it's in general the the level of curation on a .edu or um, .gov were so high, such high quality that they generated themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that amazing backlink profile. So yeah, I know. And, and so it's I still say, you know, .govs and .edu's are good. And the clients go, oh, those domains? No, just in general, those types of sites. <laughs> those <laughs> types good. of sites, not the domains. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, now, okay, all this said, is there any benefit to getting keywords in your domain name? Yeah, because SEO101.rocks sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Choked him up there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, anyway, no, what I actually, I think it's kind of like the, the same um, analogy we just gave. Uh, not for the reason you think. It's not because the keywords help SEO by any means. It's actually not the domain. If someone's referring to your website or your business and both of them have um, a high relevance in terms of what you do, I think there's some benefit. Like um, if we had this, and we don't have this, but step forth search marketing or step forth web marketing as the actual domain, if someone's referring to us and they use that whole domain, but not just the domain. They're using keywords separated, et cetera, et cetera. There's some anchor text relevance there. Um, I know that's why some people will start a company with a targets, keyword targets. Or I'm sounding like an SEO because that's what I am. <laughs> I don't know how to put this in other words. <laughs> but with their, with their business in the name. So it's really obvious what they do. Not some airy-fairy name. Um, that, like that Yahoo have or under- Google. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, I forget the name of those too. Boy, it's not Friday, but it feels like it. Um, anyways, 
there is a little bit of a benefit there, but really don't think of it that way. It's not about that. It's about ensuring you're doing proper branding, the basics of marketing. Do you agree? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any site on any domain can become a powerhouse if you've got a good site and a good content and you work at it over time and you have a good business model and you have good branding. There's so many things that go into it. The domain name is not going to make or break you. It's, it's, I, it may help just a tad based on on your backlink profile, but that's even becoming less and less you know, uh, of a uh, an advantage. I'll, I'll even go on a limb here and say that, that a great example of that is search engine land. I think it's I, – I, I can't stand the name. I think it's crazy, but it works now because they've made a great brand. When it first came out, I kind of laughed. I'm like, search engine land? Really? Mm-hmm. Is it Disneyland? <laughs> it just didn't make yeah. any sense to me. But it's – They've done a phenomenal job, as Danny always does, and he proved everyone wrong that didn't and, like it, and, including me. And, but there you go. But you could, and you can prove, the, and you prove that model because he started with search engine watch, right? Which was cool. Was, I like that. Yeah. Well, well, he got that because there was a site out there before search engine watch that 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 was called browser watch because we always had to keep on top of which browsers were doing what because they never handled HTML the same way. So there was actually a site that followed and tracked browsers and what they did and how they changed when they updated called browser watch. Well, Danny just kind of mirrored that and looked at it from a search engine perspective and what they're changing and upgrading in the algorithms and you know that's that was the reason behind it, but like you said, it was nothing when it started. He built it into a big, big machine, and people understood it and became a powerful house because or a powerful site because of the content that it had. And then when he sold it, he started a brand new one from scratch and did exactly the same thing. It didn't matter what he called it; it's what you do with it that matters. Well, and he didn't sell it. Remember, he didn't own it, didn't he? No, I that was a, he, he got that was he got a, let go. I thought that was all part of the. Uh, the whole SES thing. What, didn't he start all that too? No, I, I think he was involved, but the, there were other owners of SES. If oh. I recall correctly, and that's why it was sort of bitter because he left and, and gotcha. he started gotcha. his own business. And yeah, they but weren't giving way. him enough money because he was an employee. Either way, but, yeah. it's a good example. Exactly. Anyway, uh, <laughs> with all that said, that was, that was a long segment. Let's take a quick break. We come back, we'll get into some of the other news. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. 
Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. What's next here? Yahoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Yahoo is getting serious again. Can can you say woohoo and Yahoo in the same sentence? Yahoo. I don't know unless we can do that. Yahoo. <laughs> no, not really. We could try, but it just doesn't work out. Um, so how are they getting serious? What did I miss well, on my vacation day? <laughs> not a lot, other than the fact that uh uh oh, I'm missing your name now. What's her name? Um Marissa Meyer. Marissa Meyer, thank you. Stated that they want to get it back into the search game, so they're not so heavily reliant on these third parties. They want to become a mover and shaker again in the search game. Which, yes, okay, so happy. I'm happy too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out a little bit on the word again. <laughs> oh come on, there were a big player years ago. Yeah, before Google and those guys came out, back when the Yahoo directory was the biggest thing on the web. Yeah, I would still stay for a few years anyway while Google was getting its feet under it. Yahoo was still in the 20, 30 percentile range. Even if That's they got true. that high again, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I Who don't would think lose? It will. Would, would it be <laughs> Bing losing out or would it be Google losing market share? Uh, mostly Bing, then Google. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but then again, I don't know. I mean, they're way behind the eight ball. She. Although you know she's a smart cookie, she could easily hire the right people. She knows God knows she knows them. Oh yeah, I don't um, know. I wonder what Matt Cutts would look like in a purple shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they'd have hmm. spam under control then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder actually how involved he got in the the in the day to day issues with the actual algorithms. I mean, well, obviously, remember, it didn't come to the spam, but well, remember before he before he took over the spam team, he had certain portions of the algorithm were his responsibility. He got to start by learning how to uh, filter out all the porn for normal search. So that's that wasn't so much spam as it was understanding how the algorithm worked and what it did to to achieve results and and how to tweak that to make sure that some of those results didn't show up as much as they should. You know but I, mean? I wonder, you know, is that akin to knowing how a four-stroke engine? Or two-stroke engine works to a, a V12 now? I don't know. Things have changed so much. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to tell. But uh, it, it would be pretty cool <laughs> to see him on, the, on another, another table like that. But I, I can't even imagine his uh, NDAs. Ooh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that it's very exciting to hear that another search engine could be at least trying to get back in the game. Yeah, who kind of... Well, this, Lamed out. 
wished out. So this is this is nice to see. I agree. It'll be interesting. Do they talk about timeframes at all? Do they talk about timeframes? Because I know there's been a lot of discussion recently about the deal with Bing and how it's changed and everything that's happening there. I'll have to admit I didn't read the whole article, so I don't know. Okay. But uh, it's you're gonna I make just, me go read it, aren't you? I, I am if I can find <laughs> it again. Yeah, it was exciting though. It was pretty cool. Oh, oh my god. Okay, so Markingland has a <laughs> has a thing saying 126 days, 11 hours, and 25 minutes till Black Friday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh no! Don't do that, please. Well, so so did you guys in Canada get involved in the whole um, Amazon Prime Day thing? I looked at it, but it really didn't interest me that much. So so they, they advertised for a couple weeks ahead of time that this was going to be bigger than Black Friday. It was going to be like – it was the 20th anniversary of Amazon and they were going to have this huge sale and it was all this great stuff. They just talked, and talked, sales, and talked about it. More sales than Black Friday. We got to remember the wording. Yeah. I, I know, but what, what they did is they took all the junk in the warehouse they couldn't sell and put it on, on, on these special deals. And Twitter exploded making fun of this. Like this, this, this Prime Day did more harm to Amazon than anything they could have done. They, they <laughs> killed their reputation. People, they gave away a bunch of Prime memberships, you know, sign up for 30 days. Nobody's going to renew in those things. It was just a horrible, horrible, horrible marketing initiative the way it turned out. And it just, just, it was, it was awful. It was awful. I think that's, I don't know. I, I, I disagree from what I saw, um, but I, we can get into this later. But it really, what it came down to is I saw a lot of stuff sold out. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of crappy stuff sold out because it was cheap, but they only had like maybe a hundred of them. And they have, remember, they have millions of members. So it looked like they were making all kinds of things sell out, but they, they might not have had hardly any to begin with compared to their, their membership. Oh, yeah. Volume was not high. There's no question. But they, yeah. they, you know, they had some deals, and you know, I, was, I was interested, and I thought, nah. <laughs> yeah. like the only two things coverage. that I was interested in said basically you had to – it wouldn't tell you what the price was. You, know, you, you had to like click the whatever thing. And said, yeah, and I'm like, I'm not going to do this. If, like, they don't even yeah. tell me what the price is. Sorry, <sighs> didn't mean to go off. I didn't yeah. mean to go on a rant because I know you're going to be going on a rant in a second. <laughs> now I can't. Let's get into yeah. something else. I can't just right, follow it fine. up that. So, so Google right. suggestions when you first sign up for the Search Console. This is something you wrote down there, so why don't you lead away? Yeah, I, I actually signed up for, for one of my clients. I signed them up for WebMaster Tools and Search Console, and they, they immediately send you a message, right? Um, and say, oh, cool, they're, they're sending messages. And basically, it's like, thanks for joining. Here's some things you should do immediately inside a Search Console. So I thought, okay, that's interesting. Let's take a look what Google's saying we should do, right? The first one they say, and there's not many, there's only five of them, right? Um, the first one is add all your website versions, which I thought was interesting. I mean, I, I've been doing that for a long time, but, you know, people don't think to do that. They go in, they put, you know, www.domain.com, and they're done. Well, they should also um, add non-www, so the domain.com version. If they have uh, HTTPS versions, you add those. So any kind of variation you have on your domain, you have to add to the to Webmaster Tools separately, which I thought was a really good suggestion because most people wouldn't think to do that. And for those out there that are curious what he's saying, that's non-triple W. <laughs> it is not. It's dub, dub, dub. Dub, 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 my brother. Uh, anyway, um, um, okay, and the next one is selecting your preferred version. So would you, if now that you've added all your different website versions, which one do you want to be found for? Is it the triple W or the non-triple W? Yep. And in this case, oh, it's whatever you prefer. 
Yeah, I hope they expand that because I don't think they do at the moment to secure or non-secure. Because I know a lot of people are making their sites fully secure. But just like with sites today, you have you know, you can have a site non-secure, but you have a one bad link and all of a sudden you've got two versions of your site, secure and non-secure indexed. I'm betting the opposite happens as well. If you um, are trying to do a fully secure site, there's the possibility that you can have some, some links to unsecure pages, but then get crawled and create an unsecure version of your site. So I'd like them to see them do that with secure and non-secure as well. Agreed. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's in the, the details when you click on select your preferred version. I don't know, but yeah. they do right mention it's HTTPS th- above. Yeah, right now though, I do, do think it's still just um, <clears throat> dub 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 and non dub dub dub. The next one is to select your target country. Now, don't always select your target country. They want you to, but if you don't have a geographic preference, you don't have to choose it. You can just leave it open. That's true. And if you have multiple languages that are targeting different countries, um, this is really cool because then you can go in and you can actually set up a Webmaster Tools account for each of those languages on your website that are targeting different countries. And I found this interesting. I've seen one example where someone had Spanish, but they wanted to do Spanish-speaking people in the U.S. and in specifically in Mexico. So they actually set up two different versions of Spanish language on their own site, one targeting Mexico and one just standard. And they went in, set up Webmaster Tools, and made that Spanish language version targeted country as Mexico. So it was, it was interesting the way that worked. That is interesting. Now, when you're doing that, I haven't actually done that in ages. Of, I'm not even sure I ended up entering it. But when you're doing the geographic preference, let's say you have six languages, um, do you register the full site at all, or is it just the yeah. internal ones? I register the full site, and then I also go in and register, depending on how their, their structure is, the way they've structured it. So if they're doing it with subdomains or um, each each of those different language versions, as long as they put it in its own separate silo, um, you can then go register that silo with its own Webmaster Tools account and set the language for that silo, Right. And Google sub- will know that when you said English for the main site, that the rest of those silos are not, not other languages, and they'll just stop That's the English at that point. I, when I do this, I have not set an English. I didn't set any country, like you said, for the main site, just ah. for the language, just okay. for the languages. Interesting. Well, I haven't uh, had that in a while. As uh, enterprise sites, you'll see that more often with, and a lot of other sites that do e-commerce will be more focused on this, especially as. Uh, those other markets become more obvious as uh, serious draws for income. Absolutely. I mean, the Spanish uh, market is so under under marketed. I, I think anyway. Oh yeah, this is the fastest growing segment in search is Spanish language. What is it? it? What, what percentage ago. of the U.S. population is Spanish? I'm not sure, but I do know that um, California just recently, in the past month or so. Um, Spanish became the primary language, and it's been that way in South Florida for a few years now. Uh, Perhaps George knows. I don't know. But anyway, interesting. Yeah. Um, Now, sharing access with coworkers. This this to me is is two things. One, it it tells you and lets you know that you can have other people access this and help you analyze it and watch it and everything. But it also is a way to let you know that there is capability within Search Console to have more than one person access it. If you're an SEO working on a client site and they're reluctant to give you access because they don't want to give you their username and password, which I've had a number of times, they don't have to do that anymore. They can just add you to their to their webmaster tools so you can look at the stuff. So that to me was is why that's significant. 
Agreed. Yeah. And, and, and the last one is to submit a sitemap file. Many people don't even have them on their sites or they don't realize they're there. Sometimes they're auto-generated, especially if you've got WordPress yeah, and you're using you know, a plugin like uh, the Yoast SEO plugin um, mm-hmm. or any of the other SEO plugins. So many of them generate them and they don't even know they can submit it. John, what's the benefit of submitting the sitemap? The benefit is really primarily for larger sites with lots of content, e-commerce sites, um, big sites with tons of content, because the sitemap really just kind of replaces the crawler. It doesn't replace it. It supplements the crawler. So it just identifies where the pages are. It doesn't apply anything. It has nothing to do with the algorithm. It just identifies a page. It will let you prioritize things sometimes. And again, this is all at Google's discretion or how they want to use the, the information you add in there. But it allows you to say this page is updated more frequently than this page. This page is more important on our site than this page. Things like that. Um, again, I'm not sure how valuable that is to everybody, but to some specific people, that could be really useful, right? But for p- sites that have a lot of pages, the sitemap actually helps Google find those deep pages that they not, might not normally find just by crawling because, you know, they only spend so much time on your site. And if they have to crawl deeper and deeper and deeper, they might not get to those deepest pages um, hardly ever. So the sitemaps helps helps them understand those. And again, once, it, once the, once the sitemap is crawled, it basically creates a queue for Google to go and look at all the pages and then apply the algorithm to them, right? So it's not applying the algorithm via the sitemap. It's just making this list of pages that the algorithm should be applied to. Yeah, and one of the algorithms, because, I mean, it, of course, it yeah. could be that they, they don't find some of those pages worthy, and that's why they never found them before. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no links. There's nothing to them of any consequence. Right. Yeah. So I sometimes find the sitemap file an interesting really kind of almost wasteful for smaller sites, but it doesn't hurt to have, um, yeah. like you said. But for larger sites, um, they can be invaluable, especially e-commerce. Oh, my God. And, I don't know what I do. And the reason, and the reason you know, one of the things you can say, you know, the, a queue to let you know this is really for larger sites because a sitemap file can hold 50,000 pages, right? You, mm-hmm. can't, you can have up to 50,000 pages in a sitemap file. However, you can also have nested sitemap files. So you can have a sitemap file that basically has links to four other sitemap files, right? An index sitemap. Yeah, an index sitemap. So it's built, the system is built to have, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of pages organized via these sitemaps. Yeah, and it's it's actually quite handy uh, to break your site down. Even smaller sites, not super small, but smaller sites, even an e-commerce site where you want to see how well indexed particular sections or silos of your site are being, or or how well indexed they are, you can have separate sitemaps for them. And the sitemap detail will show you just how many, what percentage of the the sitemap has been indexed. Yeah. And sometimes, and this is where it could be valuable for a small site as well, is sometimes they'll actually tell you if there's an error, what the error is, why it's Mm -hmm. not indexing that page in your sitemap file. Not often, uh, not always, but it will on occasion yes. tell you that. I, I, I could almost hear the collective shock. Google will actually tell you something useful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I am surprised, though, in this list they only listed five things. There's a six that I'm really, really surprised they did not put on the list that, that to me should have been like number two, maybe even number one, is go immediately, as soon as you set up Webmaster Tools, go in and set up the, the messages that they send to you, which is the only place that they will communicate directly to you about your site. You can actually have those messages automatically forwarded to your email. 
So you don't have to wait and go in and look. And if you check it every once in a while, you check it once a week or once a month, you know, then you find they have a message saying, Hey, we're banning your site because of this list. You know, (laughs) you, you get that stuff immediately if you have those messages forwarded directly to you. And I really highly recommend that as opposed to relying on your remembering to go in and check to see if they sent you any messages. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it's an interesting note. I actually thought that he already did that by auto- automatically. Let me just see here. I'm just going to one of mine to see. I'd always thought that when you were signed in, because you always had to use your own email address or a email address to sign in, they will send it out by default. Well, it depends because what if what if you have a you know if you're you're an SEO and you're managing ten clients, right? Um, and the client sets up and gives you access. You know, one of the first things you want to do is make sure you get those messages on a timely manner. You know, and clients may have generic emails. I'm just saying you need to check that system out to make sure you're going to get those emails, no matter what how it's set up by mm-hmm. default. Go in and make sure that you're set up to get them on an email you check on a regular basis, um, daily, multiple times daily, whatever. That they're going to commute directly with you, and you're going to get that message. Yeah, yeah. For, I actually did check, and ours is automatically embedded. But like you said, if if it's a uh, if you use maybe a broadcast email address, that would be a good thing. Something that would be uh, um, all, your client name at gmail.com that will automatically redirect to you as well or copy. That would be helpful as well. We do get all ours. We get too many. In fact, it's crazy, but it, yeah. is, it is helpful. We actually have we actually have a team email set up where everybody people can send an email to the SEO team so everybody will get it so in case someone's on vacation or someone's in the middle of a meeting and it's something that needs to be addressed somebody will see it and can respond and that's who we get our webmaster tool email sent to so everybody on the team will see it when something comes in from Google. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We we have the same thing. This is a joint email account we all use and and monitor uh, within Gmail. I don't know how many Gmail accounts we have, but it's it's important. They're very useful. Yep. With that said, let's take a quick break and we'll uh, answer uh, one of our listeners' questions when we come back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to thehoth.com slash radio, T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So the last question here, the question of the day, is from G1 Garg. I feel like we answered this already. Anyway, um, maybe he asked a question recently. That's what it was. Submitting website links into directories where there already have a lot of links pending, such as this one which had 141,323 um, uh, links. Could that be DMOZ? Dear God. (laughs) Sounds like a DMOZ directory. It sure does. And one of the directory, their submissions in one day was 764. Does it make sense to submit a new link? I <laughs> I would say no. Let me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna assume this is Demos, and I think we did cover this question, but we didn't talk about it from the, the Demos perspective. And for those who don't know, Demos is Demos was one of the first really big directories online outside of the Yahoo directory, and it was edited by volunteers. And every volunteer had a category or a number of categories that they were responsible for, and every you would submit your your site into a category, and that editor of that category would look at the site, make sure it was a valid site. They would basically human review these things before they would publish them. It had really good success in the beginning. Um, Google actually used them to, so they, they actually had a feed from the DMOZ for when Google had its own directory. They used basically the DMOZ data for their directory. Right? So it got really, really unwieldy, really, really fast. There was all kinds of politics involved. People that the editors are humans, right? So people were, were complaining that editors were getting bribed and paid to list things they shouldn't in different categories because it was a very powerful link from Demos, um, and to get it really was a, a real a real win for you and your clients. Um, and people would submit these things over and over and over again. And editors are human. They oh, I'm not. I don't feel like doing this for a week, and they'd have. 700 links, you know, or a thousand links 
submitted in that time that they had to go through. And then they come back and they say, well, I don't want to go through all this stuff. So they don't. Right. So it was a real mess because it grew so fast. Um, I was actually an, a DMOS editor at one time and it was, it was, it was a mess. It was bad. I was too. The back end, yeah. yeah. The back end politics that went on, it was nuts. It was just really what destroyed it in the long run. They actually had a forum at one point where you could go in and ask people about things. And they had one special category in the forum that said, you know, checking on your submission. Right, so you could go in and say, "I submitted my site. Here's the URL to this category on this date. What's its status?" They said at the top pinned post on this forum, "You are not even allowed to ask what your site's status was unless it had been at least a year since you submitted it." It was, it it was horrible. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Yeah, Open Directory. Oh dear. Open, uh, yeah, it was the Open ODP. Open the Open Directory, Directory Project. Project. Yeah, yep. uh, I don't even understand what the D part was. Uh, just DMOS, like. DMOS. DMOS, which, by the way, is where Moz came from. Rand just said, hey, we're going to be SEO Moz instead of DMOS. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it, Wizard of Moz was his thing. I, I yeah. still don't get he, that, he was, but anyway. He was a big Moz editor for a while, too. Ah, DMOS, I see. Moz editor. There you go. See, now I'm getting a little more understanding here, which is weird because I've been with the member for years and I never quite understood it. And every time I read the, the thing and they were quite stuck. Anyway. <laughs> um, I wanted to add one more piece of news which uh, we probably should have gone a little more into, but it's, it's of interest. Um, if you're starting to see any ranking drops or increases, there is a Panda 4.2 update slowly rolling out now. It's been almost 10 months since it happened, the last one, and uh, Google says it's going to take at least a month Sometimes, sometimes, perhaps months to fully roll out. That tells me it must be uh, something of significance, at least because they want to be very either careful. That, either that or they're trying to change it to be more of a rolling update. So instead of just making it okay. one, they're going to say, let's take the next one and roll it out over a period of months to see how it works. And if that works, we'll then extend it into maybe an ongoing rolling update. Yeah. Um, so we can hope it's turning into something rolling. Uh, you know, Barry says it's a new chance for some, a new penalty for others. You know, that could be true. You know, the rollout means anyone who is penalized by Panda in the last update has a chance to emerge if they made the right changes. So, if you were hit by Panda, you unfortunately won't notice the full impact immediately, but you should see changes in your organic ranking grad, rankings gradually over time. Um, good luck. Anyway. Good luck to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for uh, joining us today. It's been a fun show, as always, Johnny. And uh, oh, yeah. hope you have a good time for the rest of your holidays. Oh, yeah. Just can jump on some business calls. <laughs> I'll be ready to go. <laughs> well, that's it for anyone out there. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. Have a great week. And remember, remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on webmasterradio.fm. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.